You're listening live to Right Side Radio with Phil Williams. It's hard to go wrong when you're on the right side. Right Side Radio. Solid, conservative, and just plain right. News Talk 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN. Phil Williams here, Right Side Radio. Listen, I'll tell you what, there's been, uh, the phone lines got pretty engaged for a while there. We didn't even get to the audio clip that I wanted to do. Copper, go ahead and get clip six ready, uh, please, if you would. Uh, the, the clips that we're going to talk about right now are what's happening in our state in according, according to some of the, you know, the, the leaders in the, the, the field. In this case, it's Dr. Williamson, who is the head of the Alabama Hospital Association. And, you know, when I see some of these, I take it with a grain of salt. I will say this, though. I watched his actual interview. Uh, so, Copper, let's play clip six regarding Dr. Williamson talking about ICU beds availability in the state. Dr. Williamson, welcome back. Glad to be here. Dr. Williamson, we are out of ICU beds in the state. Tell us about the situation. Well, the reality is hospitals are able to create ICU beds in what have been previously non-ICU care spaces. And as a result, we've got hospitals around the state that that are taking care of 15 to 20 more ICU patients uh, then they have ICU beds. They're providing ICU-level care in non-traditional spaces. So that creates a, a negative number, and when you sum that against all the ICU beds in the state, it comes out negative, meaning we have today about 19 more patients who are getting ICU-level care than we have ICU beds. What that really means, it's not the absolute number. It's the direction. And whether you have 10 beds or negative 10 beds, the way you to understand that is that in Alabama, ICU beds are not routinely available. Uh, So a hospital may show that they have five ICU beds when they fill out the survey early in the morning. By lunchtime, they may well have none. Or we may find one here, two here, that are already pre-committed for surgery that's ongoing. So at the end of the day, where we are now, we are in a critical situation where we cannot guarantee that you will not be housed in the ER for, in some cases, days getting ICU-level care because we can't put you in a formal ICU bed in the hospital. Because hospitals are stressed right now because of the continuing rise of COVID cases in the state, is Governor Ivey's emergency order that she issued last okay, week Copper, giving more flexibility to... All right, so so let me let me jump on this for a minute. So trying to decipher some of what I just heard. I mean, I'm looking at this thinking, what 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 did he just say? In Alabama, ICU beds are not routinely available. What does that even mean? So I called a friend of mine who has had a long, uh, steady career in nursing, um, it, it, working in the ER. I mean, I, well, I'm sorry, working in the OR, uh, and even for that matter, being a uh, a charge nurse. I hope I use the right term where she's the scheduler, uh, and and so all of this to say. I asked her, I said, what does this mean? Are, are we out of, when they say out of ICU beds, what is he saying? Well, she, she confirmed that basically what he just said, and, and, he, and, if you, and some of you probably gathered it already just from listening to him, is that they don't necessarily, it's not like they're turning people away, all right? There is not a situation right now, despite the way AL.com wants to, to, to portray their, their clickbait headlines, it is not to say if you get sick, they can't keep you at the hospital if you're an ICU-type patient. First of all, bear in mind, when he says that ICU beds are not routinely available, what he's saying there is those aren't the ones that you go to admitting 
and they decide to admit you overnight and they just look and see if they've got a bed available and you have to wait for a little while till the bed's available. They're not doing that. ICU is there for a specific reason. It's an intensive care unit. And of course they have different types of ICUs. You know, they have the neonatal ICUs. They have the, some, some hospitals are big enough to where they have the post-op ICUs. And, and, and so there's gonna be people that are in ICU that are there for non-COVID reasons as a matter of course. You're gonna wind up having post-surgical. You're gonna wind up people who, who suffered serious accidents and are now in ICU. You're gonna, people's had a stroke. Something has happened that has put them in ICU status. That's still happening along with the COVID surge. So when you hear this, first of all, don't misunderstand that what it's saying is there's been such a run on the hospitals that all of the ICU beds are COVID. That's not what it's saying. Dr. Williamson didn't say that. And so I want to bring that around and speak some peace into the moment. Is it, is it serious though? Yes. Dr. Williamson, who is the head of the hospital association says that it is serious. My friend says that it is serious. She's talked to several friends. She's retired now, but she's talked to several that are still active in the medical community, uh, CRNAs and other nurses and medical practitioners who are saying, oh yeah, oh yeah, we're full. And sometimes they're not able to transfer to another hospital like they normally would because the other hospital is just as busy. So there's that. So what they have to do then is they create ICU level care, but in a non- ICU room. So most of y'all who have ever had to do this, and we've had it, I mean, it's, it's, it's tough when you've got a family member in an ICU and they restrict your visitation, even under good circumstances. You know, they only allow you in at certain times. That's because the level of care they're providing needs kind of people out of the way, so to speak. And so they, they, they have the ICU standards that are different than a standard hospital room. You're under more constant supervision, constant care, uh, the, the intervention is at a different level. But my friend also said, but we are not at all struggling with PPE. We're not at all struggling with vents, the ventilators, like we were back when it all kicked off. So if you need ICU level care, when they say they are negative beds, what they're saying is, with along with usual usage and the surge of COVID that we're seeing, most of the rooms are being filled fairly regularly and they're having to introduce ICU level care into other rooms, having to convert some rooms. Now, I'm not talking that down. I'm not trying to say, oh, that ain't a big deal, because it's a big deal. When you're, and, and they're also, one of the issues they're facing is staffing. So staffing is a serious issue because someone who is an ICU nurse or a practitioner is, is you know, they, they, they have a different type of care there's niches in every single profession in the world. As a lawyer, I can tell you I, there's a niche that I'm in that is not the niche that the guy down the street's in. That to say, the ICU beds may be full, but if you need ICU care, you will still get it. The Hippocratic Oath still applies. They're going to do everything they can. Now, some of what they're doing is also they're trying to mitigate their influx because even if, like my friend pointed out, even if all you did was go in for a routine heart cath, no big deal. And that's day surgery now. They put you in, put you out. But things can go wrong, and they got to have the ability to take care of you if something went wrong during that simple procedure. Well, that is, they're struggling with that right now. So they're having to cancel some of what would otherwise be a non-emergency or, or for that matter, an elective procedure. Um, but, but all that to say, and I'm hoping I'm saying it all right, is that, uh, we are, uh, we did, by the way, see a pretty good trend. Apparently we went down some, uh, on Friday. Uh, and, and that's good. 
But let's let's go ahead and keep it in perspective. And when AL.com, the 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 purveyor of panic in the state of Alabama, wants you to believe that your care is is out of the question, the doctors are exhausted, they don't have room for you. That is not what they're saying. And Dr. Williamson, the head of the Alabama Hospital Association, did not say that. Now let's talk about some things they're doing that are that are pretty cool. Hey, hey, Copper, I think we got. Let's go ahead and go to if you can get it ready. I want to go ahead and get to uh, Dr. Uh, Williamson in clip seven. Can you do clip seven for me, please, Ms. Copper? Rise of COVID cases in the state. Is Governor Ivey's emergency order that she issued last week giving more flexibility to hospitals helping, Dr. Williamson? Oh, absolutely. Uh, it's done really several things. Number one, it's allowed us to make those uh, changes in where we, where we put beds and what we do with specific parts of the hospital without having to go through a very formal rule process uh, a state government. That's one big help. The other real thing it does is it allows us to move uh, healthcare workers, PAs, nurse practitioners around in the hospital to meet the needs as they emerge and doesn't tie us to only using them in one part of the facility. So it's been on those fronts extraordinarily important. So what you're hearing there, folks, is um, uh, Governor Ivey's proclamation from last week, I believe he said it was. Yeah, it was last week, uh, was, was, was basically a lessening of the red tape is what it boiled down to. It was, it was basically saying that, you know, some of the usual restrictions we have that keep people from coming in from out of state to assist us with medical care because they're not licensed here, or for that matter, the ability of a hospital uh, to not have to go through a certificate of need process to establish what it needs to operate or expand its capabilities uh, in the COVID surge, or for that matter, just the ability to shift people around, which might have been more regulated uh, under normal conditions. He's saying that, that, that Governor Ivey has loosened the restrictions. Now, part of me looks at that and goes, you know what? Maybe the restrictions were too onerous to begin with. I mean, we can have an entire show on why do we have a certificate of need process? Why are we a state that says, you know what? The free market doesn't apply to medicine. If you need a new hospital or for new clinic or, or a new whatever in your area, you have to go to Montgomery and get permission. Why? 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 But what he's saying is, for now, let's just go ahead and go stick with where we are. I'll tell you this. What I heard in these clips is that, yes, it's difficult is that yes, we have a surge of COVID-19, is that yes, that the, the medical care community is, is, is working overtime, but yes, they're also going to be able to take care of you. And yes, the uh, proclamations uh, from uh, Governor Ivey have given them the flexibility they needed to expand those capabilities. And yes, uh, despite the fact that headlines like AL.com suggesting that there are no ICU beds available. That is not the case. What they are doing is they're making a, a, a modification to their usual procedures, and they'll, 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 they'll build a new ICU capability right there in the backside of the ER if they have to. And that's what they're doing left and right. So, folks, what I'm saying is stay well, stay healthy. Pray for those who are, are going through it right now. But understand this, your medical community is still capable of taking care of you. And that's an important piece that the news is not telling you as they try to fearmonger their way through this pandemic. All right, folks, we're going to a short break right now. When we come back, I'm going to go ahead and just uh, kind of move through this. There's some other things happening in the news, believe it or not. Other things besides COVID and, uh, um, you know, Afghanistan. I'm going to talk a little bit about what's happening with the prison situation. 
Alabama's still got to deal with the fact that we got a messed up prison situation. I'll hit that at the bottom of the hour. I'm going to wrap up a little bit more, too, with what President Biden said today when he came out of the gate. You'd think he'd be happy that we have something that, you know, he's been asking for for months. What did he do? He threatened everybody. Bill Williams, Right Side Radio. We'll be right back after this. News Talk 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN. Phil Williams here on Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, and just plain right. I'm going to go back to something that I don't have uh, audio clips for yet because it just happened, but I'm just telling you right now, breaking news. Uh, You may have already heard that Pfizer got its vaccine approved today, full FDA approval. And then right after that, uh, President Biden held a press conference. Now, I will say this. Uh, The fact that he held a press conference is in itself uh, significant because uh, he has not been prone to do so. Uh, But uh, especially when you consider how long it took him to say something about Afghanistan. But I think he thought he was about to champion something like, like, I just accomplished something. Please, let's wag the dog. Let's get him to talk about something besides Afghanistan. And so he, he came to the microphone. And, and I, I didn't see it, but I had somebody who watched it tell me that just like before, um, he finished his comments uh, after reading the teleprompter. He turned around and made a beeline for the door, didn't take questions. Um, that's, uh, that's a, that's, that's, I, I, just, I don't get it. But here's what happened. All right, so imagine this, if you will. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you the quotes again just to kind of wrap up this half hour because it's significant to me that you've got Joe Biden, who has never led anything in his entire life, who uh, is now running the biggest thing in the world, which is the United States of America. Leadership, leadership is something that goes um, way beyond just, I got elected to the position. You can be a leader by right, or you can be a leader, you know, by example. And it is possible for, and I've seen it, I've seen it many times, just think about the military examples. It is possible for someone to be, a leader simply because of their position and then also for someone to be a leader because they are recognized as such. I mean, think about the movie, uh, if you've seen it before, Gladiator, all right? Forget the fact that Maximus had been a general in the early part of the movie. At some point, all that was stripped away and he was just a man among other men, but he rose through their own ranks because they recognized in him what he was. At the same time, you had Commodus, the, you know, the, the, um, the, the adversary in the, in the movie, and he was the emperor. Well, by all rights, he could do whatever he wanted, and he was not respected, and he was not loved. And at the end of the movie, the, the person whose body they carried off the uh, arena floor was Maximus and not the emperor, emperor. What I'm saying there is you can be a leader simply because of your position, but you, more often than not, want to follow the leader who is a leader who truly leads by their example. Well, President Biden came out and just did the last thing in the world he should have done. What he should have come out today with was, hey, Pfizer, big news. I'm just thankful. I appreciate FDA. I appreciate Pfizer. I appreciate all of those who, you know, cut through the bureaucrat red tape. I'm going to tell you right now, I don't trust government most of the time either. I've been around it long enough to know why. But listen, folks, I'm hoping what you're hearing from me right now is this is an encouraging day. And I just hope this means something to some of y'all. You know, and, and, but he didn't do that. What he did, and I'm going to read you the quote again because it galls me. 
because this literally just came out. I'm, I'm, it's, it's the Associated Press reporting uh, by uh, uh, Robin Beck, and she says that he said first thing out the gate, quote, if you're a business leader, a nonprofit leader, a state or local leader who has been waiting for full FDA approval to require vaccinations, I call on you now to do it. Require it. Do what I did last month. Require your employees to get vaccinated or face strict requirements. Did you hear that? So the first thing he does is go after your job security. He didn't say encouraging words. He didn't take the victory lap. He didn't give you something to hang on to. And then on top of that, he goes further down in, and he literally said, and since we can't get it for the little kids yet, just make sure they wear masks. Well, that's, that, I just, I'm just going to, that's what I think of that one. Um, that was just absolutely uh, not worth its time. Well, listen, I know we're up against that hard break, um, but, uh, but we got plenty of stuff happening. I'm going to come back in a minute and tell you something you might want to know. Did you know that Democrats are targeting the state of Alabama? Did you know that? It's happening. And what's going on with this prison plan? If I can get to it, I've got a sound clip I might want you to hear. Allegedly, we're getting somewhere on the prison plan of the state of Alabama. Bill Williams, Right Side Radio. We'll be right back. <laughs> 